Yeah, evaluations are, I think it's, they're more important than people really think or give credit to. And, and since we don't require them, not everyone gets them done. But I think they're, we've shown over and over again that having evaluation done by a third party, expert certified evaluation company is gonna to be to the seller's benefit. Welcome back to the Apex Business Advisors Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Cavanaugh, joined by the president of Apex, Doug Hubler. Doug, how you doing today? I'm doing well, good. thanks. Good, yeah, good. Yeah, good. We're going to stay on... Positive. We're going to stay on topic today. Okay. I'm not going to take okay. us down the rabbit hole like good. I did last week. Yeah, so that was terrible. Appreciate that freedom. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me just kind of... Uh, Kind it was of just a, there. It was a venting time. <laughs> Not really. I, I don't know if it was venting. But it just—it was good information. It, it really was that you know sometimes the telling the truth can you know be positive mm-hmm. and and negative um, that sometimes people don't want to hear it. Yeah. That does kind of dovetail into our topic today about valuations. Okay. Oftentimes our sellers will get different people telling them how much their business mm-hmm. is worth. For sure. Their financial advisor will tell them it's worth this amount. Their accountant will tell them it's worth this amount. Right. Their broker will tell them it's worth this amount. Their second cousin. Those, and then they, Dr. Google can tell right. them several right. other things <laughs> that, you know, they find oh, out. For that sure. it's, yep. And so I, I think we can maybe dispel some myths about valuations of, of businesses mm-hmm. as well as, you know, talk about the benefit of using a neutral third party. So I'm going to turn it over to you to start. Tell us why you would need a, why you would want evaluation if you are a business owner seeking to sell. I think what what I really try to get business owners to do is think ahead of time. So understanding a value of their business several years before they plan to sell because they don't want to go in right when they're ready to sell and then and then that's when they find out what it's really worth. So when, when you talk about having all these different advisors giving them a, a, their opinion and their clue as to value, they may have read something in the Wall Street Journal and you know some huge multiple that won't apply in, in their case. And I think sometimes that different people providing those valuations, they may be looking at how say Google or a Facebook mm-hmm. right. or a Tesla yeah. is valued yeah. and thinking that Joe's plumbing is valued the same Calculated way and, the it's, same as not. and it's not. Right. So oftentimes we do see a, a huge discrepancy. Um, I'll just throw out some myths that I've heard people come through. So one of the, one of the ones that I've heard, it is worth three years of revenue. Okay. So I, I suppose that's, Possible. So that's a very, if you're trying to buy, sell off of three years of revenue, mm-hmm. let's say that you're doing a million dollars in revenue every year. So you're thinking, I'm going to get 300, three, three, million. three million out of right. this. And let's say that you got a 10% profit margin, you're doing $100,000 in cash flow. And you're thinking three million, and mm-hmm. you talk to somebody like us, and we say 300,000. Right. Right. It's not three times revenue. Yeah. And so that's a that's a pretty big gap to 
to close, mm-hmm. right? Somebody has mm-hmm. set the expectation that my yeah. business is worth $3 million. Yeah. And then somebody else is saying, well, it's 300000 and you get the, well, this guy, you know, just doesn't know what he's talking about or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So It's hard to change attitudes after that, too, once they've got that number in their head. So... And, and that's why I think we, we always recommend having a third party, an expert valuation company do it, but a third party, not necessarily just a broker or their accountant. We'd want a third party doing that. What's the benefit of having that third party? Well, for one, if the, uh, let's say somebody's own CPA comes up with a value They typically don't have the experience. They don't have a database to pull from. Uh, They're not certified in valuations. And they have kind of a a stake in in that value. Maybe they don't want to lose their customer. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why you wouldn't want. A buyer's not going to look at the seller's CPA's valuation. It's not going to hold water. So, and, And some people will feel that way. Uh, about a broker, you know, who came up with the value. Well, the broker did. Well, we have a stake in that, right? So I think it's it's important that that we have a third party do it. We don't require it, but it's really smart to do so. And so we're not certified in valuations. We just have years and years and years of experience in doing hundreds of deals. So we've got a pretty good idea of the marketplace. But to get a to get a solid number, we, we like to use a certified appraiser. There's various types of, of appraisals. Mm-hmm. Right. What are some various scenarios where you would see the different type would be would fit into appropriate? Yeah, they're, well, the ones that we get are market-based appraisals. So a business ready to go uh, to the market, ready to sell their business, that's going to be one type of valuation. Another type would be a partnership valuation. Doesn't mean that there's a dispute, but typically if there's a valuation of for one partner buying out another one, that's gonna be a different look at the value. We have different values for, let's say a divorce, or some dispute, or some, some lawsuit that's requiring evaluation. Those are probably gonna be uh, more extensive and more expensive to do, but um, and I, and really, we you know when those happen, we send those people directly to the valuation company to work through. The ones that we work on are the ones to to go to market. And from a data gathering standpoint, what should somebody be expect to provide to the valuator in order to get their valuation? There's a workbook. I call it a book. It's you know basically. A, um, a software using Excel that they're going to do, they're going to look at three years of tax returns, up-to-date financial statement, balance sheet. They're going to run a cash flow statement with those, with those reports. And then they're going to go through kind of a, a long list of uh, questionnaire. And it was going to go through everything from his, historical information on the business, who owns the business, uh, what are the trends in the industry? Who's the competition? What's going on? What is the actual service that they provide? And any kind of 
things that they're going to want to know what kind of uh, obstacles they might see in the business or in the industry. Why, why is this business good? Why is it bad? So they might go through, I guess you'd kind of look at it as a pros and cons of the business or some, you know, like a SWOT analysis. And the business owner is going to be the one that completes that SWOT they analysis? Hear, they want to hear from the business owner. So it's going to take some, it's going to take a little bit of work for the owner. And, and I've actually had somebody look at the worksheet and go, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I'll just, I'll just take your word for the value. I could be off $100,000 on the value and they didn't want to spend a few hours. It doesn't take that long. It just maybe looks intimidating. But the valuation company wants to hear from the business owner, their take on the, the business and the industry. Now, the, the valuation company is going to do their analysis of the industry, and they're going to be looking at sales within that industry and, and comps. But, but they definitely want the owner to fill that information out. And so from a comps perspective, do you know what they're looking at when they do the comps? Well, they're looking at like businesses across the country and also similar size. So they're not going to compare a $5 million revenue business to a $100 million revenue business. So they're going to look at what, what's happened across the country, what's sold within this industry and within the size and and do some comparisons that way. What's more important, size like revenue or geography? You know, I think the size is probably going to be the most important part of that because geography, there may be some changes from East Coast, West Coast to Mid-America, but overall I think the size is going to be, that comparison is going to be the most important. Does profit or cash flow, is that way into it, or are they really looking more at that revenue number? I think what we see is a what we call adjusted EBITDA. So, we, you know, there are different terms for it. Seller discretionary earnings, cash flow, adjusted EBITDA. So that means basically the profitability of the business with adjustment for owner benefits their salaries their cars their boats whatever whatever the business is paying for for them personally that a buyer won't necessarily be having those expenses so we do make adjustments for those when they're filling out that questionnaire are they looking at P&Ls, tax returns, balance mm-hmm. sheets? Where are they? Mm-hmm. Where are they spending the vast majority of their time? Are they more P&L based, balance sheet? Tax both? returns are really critical, and that's for a couple of reasons. We're, we're going to be using tax returns to get loans for the business. The tax returns are what you're reporting to the government, so that's what we kind of have to settle on as the actual financial information on the business. Now, I'm going to be looking at the last three years. Is there a minimum size before a company would, before it would make sense for somebody to pay for evaluation? So if somebody's doing say 500,000 in revenue or 250,000 in revenue, does evaluation, these, yeah. they do cost money. Yeah, they do. They're not, they're not hugely expensive. You know, four to $5,000 is kind of a typical range for these. And you know, I think on the low side, probably the, the one that I did, and it, and it was a huge benefit um, to the seller, but it was about a $300,000 business. He spent, I think at the time, it was a few years ago, so we probably spent $4,000 on the valuation. And the valuation came in 50000 over what I thought 
the business would sell for. I was pretty surprised, uh, but I looked at their analysis and it made sense. And what helped us in the sale was once we had that valuation, we were able to really stick with the price on the business. So any, any negotiation that came up, we would just point to the valuation that was done. So we got very close to what the valuation company uh, said it was worth. Another reason to do this is the banks generally are going to require evaluation. So we don't want to go through a whole long process, sell the business, and then the bank through their process figures out that we've got too high a, a price on it and they won't finance it. So, you know, we do want to make sure that it's in the ballpark so that a buyer can get financing when, the, when we're ready to, to close on the deal. As we wrap up here, any last thoughts on valuations? Yeah, valuations are, I think it's, they're more important than people really think or give credit to. And, and since we don't require them, not everyone gets them done. But I think they're, we've shown over and over again that having a valuation done by a third party, expert, certified valuation company is going to be to the seller's benefit. There you have it. So as always, I'm going to send you out to our website, kcapex.com. We have blogs on valuations that Mm -hmm. are out there, so in the archives. Of course, get in contact with uh, Doug, myself, anybody else on the team. Information on what it's like to buy a business or sell a business through us. Until next week, if you are looking at buying a business, we got you, fam. Why don't you just get one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So before we get started, any uh, any housekeeping to do on closings or anything like we that? We did have a closing. Uh, Ryan had a closing. It was a nice one. It had uh, it was kind of a combination liquor store, convenience store, gas station. It was a good size operation with uh, with real estate. So yeah, it was a good one, and it was out near uh, Lawrence, Kansas. So. Um, yeah, it was nice. It, he worked hard to get that deal done. All right. We talked about that last week, so I'm cutting all what? of that out. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, we talked that about it. That was done last week? Yeah, we talked about that last week. <laughs> <laughs> Any other closings? No, because I'm supposed to have one. But it's, now it's tomorrow. So. I was supposed to have one tomorrow as well, and it got bumped. Well, maybe that's what we need to say. Is it? You know, the housekeeping. Yeah. We've, had, we've got two listings supposed to close uh, three days ago. Mine was supposed to close three days ago. What about yours? Tomorrow. It was supposed yeah, to close it was supposed tomorrow. supposed to be tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's getting bumped. And yeah. the best part about it is the banker uh-huh. tried to bump it to a holiday. Oh, when they wouldn't have to be there? And I said... Uh, or, you wanting to do this on this day because oh, the wire is going to go through? Or are you going to be there? Is right. your support staff going to be there? Right. And he called me back and he's like, hey, appreciate you letting me know because <laughs> I uh, apparently I don't have holidays on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and so,